Welcome to the Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter Podcast, where we highlight all of the great coaches of the Pacific Northwest. Now, here are your hosts, Eric Sorensen, Jason Jarrett, and Kelly Gow. Hey, and welcome back to part two of our first episode of the season, kicking off the year with head coach Derek Weldon from Olympia High School and co-owner of 643 Charts. Guys, I hope you enjoyed part one, as I know you did, because of the outpouring of support and encouragement of what we have going on here, and everybody's fired up that we got this thing kicked off again, and the numbers are flying up the charts this year for the amount of listens that we've got so far. Highest, highest season yet, and we've only released one episode. So fired up for that. Excited for you guys to have part two here. Please go check out our sponsors. You got Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities, where I did pick up some pretty cool stuff today from Jason when I made my trip to the Tri-Cities this afternoon, and we'll be giving that stuff away here shortly. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Devo Bats. Go check them out at devobat.com. Great spot to get your staff fungos, and I know I got mine there, and I am so happy about it. If you want to support a family-owned business, go see Devo Bats for their business. And you know what? With uh, people anxiously awaiting part two, let's just get to it with Coach Derek Weldon and the co-owner of 643 Charts, Olympia High School head coach. So, Coach, I was going to kind of follow up with that with when you go into you know you got these high intense practices that you guys are doing a lot of moving parts um in a game type situation i mean what what kind of uh environment is you know those guys stepping on the field is it just like like what we do at practice or is it kind of just a little bit like, hey we're ready for this it's a little bit a little calmer yeah. for us in that game setting so do you see a big difference with your guys in that sense yeah, I mean, I really uh, got this from Coach Gum at Southern Arkansas. I mean, he was a maniac at practice, and then in the game, it was like, who's like, where's he at? Like, because he just kind of was <laughs> quiet in the corner, you know. Like, um, and and um, I didn't really realize it till like later on. I think like you know, he was just trying to put pressure on us, you know, and trying to create that that hype level for practice that emulates more of what the game needs to be at. And um, um, I'm I'm I'm. Um, I think most player or players would say I'm pretty intense in practice. Um, there's high expectations for, for how we do things. There's a right and a wrong way to do everything. Um, we expect it to do it the right way. And, and, um, and, uh, there's a ton of energy and, and I'm, uh, I'm, um, uh, pretty focused on us, you know, doing things the right way. Um, uh, and also in, in doing so, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm putting, I'm making kids uncomfortable. Like I'm trying to make kids uncomfortable, right? Like, you know, our infielders do a four corner throwing routine every day, practice games, all that kind of stuff. And it's a few minutes and it can be like, but I'm, you know, like there's pressure on them, right? Like there's pressure on them. To, there's pressure on the field, the ground ball and, and the, in, in the infield segment, there's pressure on them to execute the, the cut and relay system. There's pressure on them to catch every fly ball and the fly ball communication, right? There's, there's pressure on them to, to, you know, get the right read on the, on the questionable catch read for second base during live BP, like there's pressure on them. There's all, we are always watching <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're always coaching, always coaching. And, but you get game time though. And like, I, you know, my, I, you know, I, I try to lower my hype level and, um, you know, that I, I say, I tell our guys this quite a bit, like, you know, the, the practices are ours. Like that's what, like, that's what we love. 
that's why we like we love the practice like that's our time game the game's yours right go play you know you're prepared for this and we feel like we you know we're trying to prepare you for this we feel like we're doing so go let it eat go play the game go have a lot of fun go get after it right and how much you know during maybe you've already answered this but like it was really evident to me with how we do things sometimes in our program and then watching Jason in the semifinals this year and, and, you know, how they ran their offense and putting pressure on guys. But, you know, maybe it's it's your BP rounds or even you could, they could be correlated into well, – I guess we'll stick with the BP rounds. Like, are you, are you sticking with, you know, the BP that we all feel good BP or is there a lot of emphasis on each round has a purpose or you're, you know, putting guys in motion, you're doing, you know, whatever the plan is for that day? Yeah, we try to spend more time in the jungle than the zoo in practice, because in the off season they're in the zoo all they're all like they they're, you know they're in there hitting off the tee for an hour and they're flipping underhand to one another and they're doing all that kind of stuff that's it's really comfortable and it's easy right, so we want to spend more time once we get going and what we you know I've stole this from, we all steal all this stuff from everybody right like this whole zoo jungle concept right where. The jungle, you don't know what to expect. It's it's a little wild, right? You got to figure some stuff out, and um, and we try to spend quite a, the majority of our time in practice in that environment. Um, and there's a lot of failure, right? And, um, and and we expect our guys to figure out how to how to have less failure and feel how to deal with failure and figure out how to make adjustments and give themselves a chance and be athletic and and all those kind of things, you know. I mean. Um, and so, you know, you pop down the cage, you might see two, you know, we get the offense and we're trying at that point, we kind of transition our hack attacks to the offensive side. Right. So, uh, we have fungal legs on them, uh, during defense. And then we flip the, you know, we move them around where they need to be. We pop the, uh, the, the, the extended legs on them. And, and now we're, you know, we're, we're feeding off of them, but I mean, there'll be, you know, let's say there might be two hack, two big daddy hack attacks on one side, you know, one's like a 92 mile power heater. Another one's kind of like right handed breakers with a little bit of juice to them. On the other side, there might be two juniors set up at like 30 feet angled, right? So they're like a uh, like a seven by seven on in the middle. We have the, the juniors on each side, and now we're like with below like angled. It's it's not easy. It's it's uncomfortable, right? But then I expect that you know when we get into the game, you know, and you know, we're facing, you know, we have we play in the best league in high school in the, in the state. I mean, it's, we see dudes every stinking day. And when you're you go out there and you got you know whoever it might be, you know 86 to 88 with a breaker, there's some pitchability, all that kind of stuff. Like, all right, like like this isn't this doesn't feel like it's too much, right? This doesn't. I'm not overpowered here. Like I'm prepared for this, you know. Do you feel like you have to lay those expectations for guys? At, I know ABCA last year we ripped this from someone. I, I don't remember who it was, but but based on the environment and what drill you're doing to have a success rate, right? If I'm on the tee, I should be about 95%, right? If I'm doing flips, yeah. I should be 85%. If it's coach pitch, it's 70. If I'm ripping machine at 92 or, or 85 with a slider, like drive yourself down to 25, 30%. Do you have those conversations with guys to be able to temper their expectations based on the environment so they're evaluating success differently and not, you know, grinding themselves into a hole because they're one for four against a tough machine when in reality, that's the win, right? Because you're going yeah. against something tougher than what the that what you know you're going to see in a game situation. We don't. I mean, I'm going to steal that from you, um, <laughs> but uh, we we don't. But that's a great perspective to, to to look at it. You know, I mean, I think candidly, we know that we don't expect them to hit missiles back to the middle. Of the the you know uh, we 
we in the cage we're constantly on uh, back top back net focus top back net focus top back net mindset top back net mind, all that kind of stuff right like you know if we're hitting on the tee or if we're flipping things like that like i you know the expectation is like i mean i take my 12 year old son in the cage today and we hit off the tee and i flip to him he's gonna pound the ball in the back top back net like i expect our high school guys to do that you know like but yeah to your point like if we're setting up and we're going like back foot like breakers and with, with in a two-strike approach we're figuring out how to do something with that like like what does success look like um so i think it's a great perspective kelly uh, we'll uh, I'll, I'll make sure I give you credit for that too whenever we put it in. <laughs> it's amazing what we can accomplish if no Let's one go. cares who gets the credit. That's right, baby. I, don't <laughs> I think Jason has some hit stuff for you. Jason, hammer on the hit stuff. What do you got? Yeah, coach. Approach, uh, approach let's, guy. Yeah, let's jump into that. I'm big on that. You know, you've kind of talked about, you know, coming up with the, the plan of intent, right? So, um, you know, how, how do you kind of work with if you're working with your guys, you know, in, in a sense that you see something uh, that may be a little off? Are you kind of a foundation up? Are you kind of more top hands all the way down? I mean, what, what kind of approach do you hit each individual hitter when you're working with them? Let me try. Uh, I tell our guys to try to be um, uh, natural, you know, teach a natural style of hitting because right? every kid moves different. Um, and you know, the, the adjustments for kids are going to be different. But once again, we, like we do, we try to teach it through intent, you know? Um, and um, I never like, you know, coach, coach Bragg, it go be like, Hey, like this guy's, you know, well, take, take him into the cages, flip them five, six, which is middle way, you know, until he's just pounding balls in the opposite field gap and then get him out of there. Right. And it was like, that's how to get the guy back on the baseball, <laughs> you know? And it's not, it's not complicated. It's just, it's that intense style. And, um, um, uh, we work, a, we, we put in, a, um, you know, uh, I'm not a big drill guy, but we do put in, uh, we have, um, uh, three groups of T drills that we put in and we have names for them. So we can say like, Hey, go to your ARs, go do your, your, your double A's, those kind of things. You, you, you got M and M's today that we can lay them out, but like M and M's are mechanical movements and there's, there's, you know, we have feet in concrete, we have separation. Uh, we have our hook'em drill and we have 45 open, which, you know, our four drills, I think do a nice job of addressing different elements of the swing. Um, our ARs are our approach reps where we go, um, we five zone expanded, which is our, you know, kind of the gap to gap middle of the plate approach. Um, a five, six, we're moving contact point back or middle away four five. And with each of those, they know exactly where in the case they should be, you know, driving the baseball. Um, we also go five zone early, five zone late to try to create some depth, right? So we'll go five zone late where they're just, they're beat a little bit. And that, you know, if they're on time, they probably drive the ball back to the middle of the field, but they're beat just a tick. So it's more backside gap. Five zone early is out in front, like I'm a little bit early, but that's the ball I kind of get the head out on and I'm more pull side gap. Um, so those are our approach reps. Um, and then we go athletic action. These are my favorite, actually. Um, I think um, we create a lot of unathletic hitters by doing drill work. And, um, and our uh, athletic actions, our double A's are intended to address those. So um, our athletic actions are, are high T, um, low T. We have like the Tanner T, low T's that are literally like off the ground. Uh, high T, low T, um, we go, uh, we call it 2K high and tight, where literally the ball, the T's underneath the armpit and we're beating on a fastball in and how we pull the hands in and have enough strength to you know, drive, you know, hit it firm enough back to the middle of the field. Um, then we go once called threes on adjust, which is, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm a right to hitter. I'm fold on a left-handed change up. It's, it's, 
it's away from me. It's it's fading away to the arm side of the pitcher. Um, it's three zones. It's a quality pitch for the pitcher. I'm out in front. How do I kind of ride the line, stay athletic through that, and keep barrel on it? Um, and so we might say, hey, you got double A's today. You got double A's and ARs in a four by five or whatever. And that might be like their zoo station or whatever for the day. But we install it over the first couple of weeks, and then they're able to kind of run with it um, at that point. Um, but you know, uh, you know, if if let's say a kid's struggling with separation, right? Like, all right, like, hey, like, hey, um, let's go extra separation, let's go extra hook them, whatever it might be. Let's say guys, you know, losing the barrel a little bit, things like that. Hey, I want you to go extra high tee today, like extra high and tight. Um, just things like that, where you're maybe trying to like, you know, give them, you know, what they already do, just give them more of what they already do um, to help them, uh, you know, kind of, you know, instead of you, know, you just recreate stuff all the time. I think kids start wondering, like, you know. Like, you know, something wrong with me, right? Like, like, you know, you know, like instead of, you know, just kind of, they don't know they're taking the medicine, but they are. Yeah. How much do you guys play in with visualization stuff? You know, visualizing a pitch, um, your approach, you know, we really were emphasize here at Tri-City Prep is it starts in the dugout, you know, and, and we're, you know, we're, you know, kind of the old um, Hank Aaron philosophy, he, he, you know, he used to take his bill of his cap off and he used to look through the eyelid of his hat to visualize the the pitcher to kind of get his eyes kind of toned in and so we kind of really we really emphasize on that from right from the dugout all the way up to the the box and so what, what kind of things that you guys do that really have seen work for you guys that's awesome yeah i mean we like visualization wise like we don't spend time at practice we don't lay on the grass and and things like that like I, we, we, we've i've done that before um um that's one of those things I kind of lean on our players for. We talk about it all the time, right? Before, you know, the end of practice meeting for every game, you know, at night, you're laying in bed, we're playing on this field tomorrow. What does it look like? What does it feel like, right? You're facing a right-handed pitcher tomorrow. He's right, 6'2", 6'3". What's it going to look like coming out of his hand? What's the backdrop going to look like, right? Like, feel, like, like see yourself, feel yourself in the box. Like, see the ball coming off the barrel and the double that you're driving to the full side gap. Like, feel the... Like feel the energy at your surrounding first base, and you're sliding the second, and you're doing your whatever you're doing the dugout. You know that you hit a double. Like, like we we talk about that a lot. We talk about um, even on the other side of failure, right? Like, you know, like um, uh, I missed my pitch. Oh, oh, right. He threw, he threw me my pitch. I wasn't ready to hit. Didn't like. I, how do I react after that, right? How do I recognize, uh, release it, and 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 move forward from that? Um, so we talk about trying to you know put themselves in the person like. Uh, you know, like pitchers, same thing, right? So we spend a lot of time talking about visualize, visualization and providing them with uh, instruction on how to do it, but we, we expect them to do it themselves. Um, from like an in-game perspective, uh, we have we have four spots in the dugout uh, for hitters. Obviously, you have the guy, the, uh, you have the guy, the dish hitting, you have the guy on deck. Um, our three spot, and, and there's a certain point in the dugout where no no other players are allowed. Like you know, in, kind of into those four spots, like everyone else is pushed to the to the outside of the dugout, um, just so those four guys hitting, you know, usually their coach or two there too, and they can get focused. Um, the uh, the three spots, the whole spot, we expect our guys standing up in the slot of the dugout, and that's more rhythm, that's focusing on the release and kind of getting a feel for where the soft center, uh, the soft focus is going to be, and, and the release is going to be, and all those kind of things. And the four spots are chair spot, and you know, uh, the kid sitting in the chair. And he's focused on the same thing, um, preparing for his at bat. And so try to provide. Listen, I mean, can, you know, those uh, those routines, you know, they, they build, you know, they provide consistency and confidence. And and uh, I mean, Evan Nickel, he's he's got to you know figure this out at the college level, but 
he fouls the ball off with two strikes. He's going to do his little walk around the around the umpire, and he's going to, you know, have the, he's going to be shaking his head. He's going to be doing all those things, and he's going to like he's going to. But those those routines have been established for years, right? And and we talk about like what is your routine going to be? Like how are you going to walk to the dugout? I'm sorry, how are you going to walk to the box, right? Like how are you going to step out of the box, right? Like how are you engaging the box? How are you like all those kind of things? Um, I'm not a big bait, uh, bat weight guy, but we always have bat weights, the big white ones. Uh, just, you know, it's, uh, there's kind of that trigger, right? If I'm, if I'm on, uh, we, we encourage all of our guys when they're on deck, either they like bat weights or not, um, before they go to the plate to, to put the bat weight on their bat, take one swing. And then when they slam the, 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 the bat down, right, it's that kind of that, that trigger, right? It makes that sound, it's a ground, and that's kind of the trigger for them. Um, yeah, we expect our guys to, to walk to the dish, holding holding the bat by the barrel, you know, um, uh, with with, uh, with getting big and, and and getting confident and all that kind of stuff. And so there's some pr- things we we do to try to create, help them create those positive routines um, to prepare for their bats. But but it, you know, at the end of the day, there's some individual you know components to it as well. Do, do you guys do a different approach in a two-strike situation with your guys in a sense that, you know, for, for us, we really, I don't want to change much of anything other than control their breathing, right? Because you increase your heart rate, you elevate, you create more stress upon the body, the body tightens up. Then, yeah. you know, of course, he throws that 0-2-3-2-1-2 slider. You kind of roll right over top of it, you kind of thing. And so, you know, we, we really emphasize guys it's like like you're saying you're walking around the box but it's, it's keeping yourself in that normal routine with that controlled breathing not allowing the heart rate to elevate to create that unnecessary stress yeah and you know um i'll talk a little two-strike hitting stuff uh but you know we I, exactly what you're saying and it's so fine like we're all we're all we're doing a lot of the same stuff like coaches how you say it, how you present it to your kids. It's, it's awesome to hear, but you know, it's, we, uh, we talk about calm intensity, intense focus, calm intensity, intense focus, right? Cause they love that, you know, like let's compete, right? Like, and now we're like, you're grinding the bat, you know, knob off and we're in there with a, with, you know, with a, a mindset that we think is good, but you know, sometimes trying harder in our sport doesn't produce better results. And so, um, <clears throat> absolutely. I like, can like take deep breath, um, uh, and kind of settle in, but, you know, from a, pr- a approach perspective, we hit with two strikes a ton in practice, a ton. Um, you're going to, our guys are going to hit with two strikes, roughly 50% of their plate appearances, right? You play baseball, roughly 50% of your plate appearances are going to end in two strikes. So you like, you, like, it'd be silly not to prepare for that, you know? And, um, so we spend a ton of time in, within our two strike approach, um, um, you know, in practice, uh, both off, you know, you know, we'll, whether it's, you know, whether it's cage stuff or, um, uh, working two strike or, or machine stuff with, with two strike plans, or it's, it's coach overhand where we're mixing and, and all those kind of things. Uh, we've spent a ton of time working a, a two strike approach. A push is a win. Um, you know, we encourage guys to get in there and, and see the ball deep. And, um, uh, you know, we used to be, I've changed, we've changed our two strike approach 10 times. I've, I've changed it 10 times in my career. Like, it's just like, that thing that you can't quite figure out, like, all right, we're going to set the timing for the fastball away. We're going to adjust everything else. So we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, and in the day, like, you know, we've, we, you know, the last couple of years, we've kind of lasered in on, let's just see the ball deep and smash it. 
right? Because then all of a sudden you get this defense. We don't want to be defensive, right? A lot of guys get two strikes and they become defensive. We don't want to be defensive. He gives us a cookie, like like pound the ball off the wall, right? Like like see the ball deep and smash it, right? We have to see the ball deeper so we can recognize the pitch better and, and all those kind of things. And um, um, but we, so we have to make some adjustments with with kind of our you know our our, our timing and, and the point of contact. Um, at the end of the day, let's just let's see the ball a little deeper, but let's smash the baseball, you know. Um, and um, you know, we we you know, I think we hit with two strikes probably far more than most other programs. Um, you know, we've um, you know we have uh, um, you know I think it's it's pretty wild some of the numbers like they presented this like the the the, the Northwest Baseball Coach Association last year and just. Um, you know, we hit with two strikes a lot more than, than anyone else. We strike out probably more than, you know, we probably should, but, you know, we also, you know, we were, you know, um, you know, last year we were plus 136 on, uh, walks hit by pitches and stolen bases in 2022, we were plus 171 and walk hit by pitches, stolen bases in 2019, we were plus 113 and walks hit by pitches, stolen bases. Right. And so, like, it doesn't matter how you reach base. We still want our guys obsessed with reaching base, right? And and a strike is better than an out. Like I'd rather a guy take a strike in the OO than hitting a weak ground ball to the shortstop. Like a strike is better than the out. Let's get in there and let's work a plan and let's um, um, let's execute an approach. So on that note, like if you're not afraid to take a strike, like how are you training your guys to be aggressive to? Now, is it, is it based off the pitcher you're facing, I guess, is what I'm asking? Is it based off the pitcher you're facing or based on the strength of the hitter? And what are they willing to give up on? Is it the pitcher's pitch or not their pitch? What, what do you kind of focus on for what they're looking at on those cheat less than two strike counts? Yeah. <clears throat> so we have we have we have three plus we you know there's plus count hitting and there's two strike hitting I don't like we don't adjust in between like we we go to play with with an approach and we stay with that plus count approach until two strikes and then we get into our two strike plan, um, but um, we have, we in our system it's called five zone expanded so we have a nine box uh, you know one through nine zones um, uh, the five zone is the middle zone so the five zone expand it's just the, you know, the middle box expanded right and and that's the kind of the gap to gap you're avoiding the you know the, the, the two extremes you're looking in the middle of the plate that's what we're in the majority of the time um and we talked about this pre you know this is a five zone expanded approach things like that um if we're facing a little bit of velo maybe we need to cheat a little bit we'll go four or five which is the more middle end where we're trying you know we're okay with our guys kind of getting out and getting started a little early and and uh and, and being on time and we don't want to be targeting on 2-0 heater whether it's 80 or, or it's 90 like we want to find a way to be on time for that and and, and uh and sometimes that four four or five approach kind of gives them a chance to do that uh five six is the middle of the way so we're avoiding the you know we're leaving the ball in and and this is you know soft lefties will go we'll go five six approach we're not petting the ball the other way we're not trying to spoon it and just push it that way like we're trying to hit the ball off the off of our backside wall right like we're trying to do damage that way uh but we're also understanding you know you need to see the ball deeper and the, the ball is going to have a little bit of, of, of arm side that way. We got to stay on a little bit more, but, um, and also situationally like five, six, right? Like in a kind of get them over, get them in situation, things like that. It, it plays into that approach as well. So, so our guys go to dish with one of those three approaches and advantage counts. And then we get into two strikes. Um, you know, we, we go at it. Um, but we, we, you know, we don't, um, I think something's unique and, you know, I, my, you know, uh, I don't, I think most people know this by now. And uh, actually I mentioned this last year, they, Northwest Baseball Coaches Association, you know, is we don't swing and break balls until two strikes. 
I just that's a rule. We don't swing at breaking balls until two strikes. I just don't think high school hitters one breaking balls are hard to hit no matter what the level is, right? Like, um, and I don't think high school hitters are um, are mature enough to um, and, and are skilled enough to be on time for the heater and adjust and still put a good swing on a breaking ball. Right. And so we spit on, and, and also I don't think high school pitchers can land that pitch for a strike consistently enough. Um, and so um, we, we, we don't swing at breaking balls until two strikes. And obviously at that point we do, we can hit breaking balls. We spend a ton of time hitting breaking balls uh, off, the, you know, off the machines and all those kind of things. And we can, and there's actually been moments where we've actually set on breaking ball, right? Like we've kind of gone off the script. It's a great story. So uh, Puyallup and state championship game, 2022, um, uh, a Glacier, um, the right-handed pitcher they had, I think he was a senior last year. Is that right? Um, just uh, really good arm, mid-80s, um, and just really, really skilled, right? He came in relief, and uh, it's just breaking ball 01, breaking ball 02, right? breaking ball 01, breaking ball 02. And he's probably about his third inning in, and uh, nickel uh, gets a two-strike knock to lead off the seventh, uh, top of the seventh tie ball game. Um, and, uh, 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 Tabor fast was up next, uh, left in a hitter, uh, playing at Texas tech now, um, a two-way player, at Texas tech. And, uh, we call him over and I go, Hey, um, you want to breaking ball? And he goes, yeah, I want to breaking ball. First time we did it all year. Said breaking ball. He tries to dump the break ball in there. Tabor hits it down the right hand line for a double for second and third and end up, you know, kind of, you know, going up and ended up winning that ball game. But like, we can do it. We can make those adjustments, but um i just think you know day in day out i think that contributes to those numbers you know those walk hit by pitch numbers to those freebies at the end of the day it's about beating the game of baseball right and you do that by executing pitches by stacking quality bats together and by you know dominating freebies and, and playing catch at a high level and i think that approach kind of allows that to do that you know it's um you know it's, it, and, and also with like the pitch count rules right like um uh, these numbers like you know miss you know, uh, in 2019, we threw 668 less pitches than our opponents. In 2022, we threw 1,024 less pitches than our opponents. Last year, we threw 816 less pitches than our opponents. Right? And, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it gives you a chance to win. Yeah, it's it's definitely simple. I mean, it, that approach. I mean, it's not speeds, it's not timing, it's it's it, and you've 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 mentioned it earlier, just the intent of the swing, like your intent of what you're trying to do, and allowing your body to match that to execute the task, right? Rather than saying like it's going to be this and that and that, and it's not there, and they're all of a sudden they're like they're mind blocked and they can't accomplish it. But if you keep it to simple, to like, hey, you're going to get something away, look to go away, it's going to be a little softer. If I'm sitting a six or sitting a seven, whatever that might be, you know, you have to let it travel. Like, so naturally letting your body organize to what is most likely to happen, right? Rather than being mentally blocked with like, hey, sit the fastball in early and away late. And then when you get to 2K, it's breaking ball in there. Like, uh, it's simplistic, right? And, and I think you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong, right? And it's going to get you. Right. But if, if you're locked in and committed to one thing, like when you're right, you're going to be right more often than being in between. So I, I, I love that. It's simple. I think you get kids in autopilot too, right? Where there's plan, man. Like they're not, we want it. We want the game's hard enough, right? Like let's try to, we want to try to keep it simple for them. Let them play, you know, free and easy and play. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and, um, and yeah, we try to do that. Um, 
But yeah, and I think, you know, it's like the whole breaking ball thing. You know, I mentioned that last year at the convention, and I think last year we saw former breaking balls. But, you know, high school pitcher <laughs> has to, I mean, they have to land it, you know, and, and now we're getting dirtball reads. And now we're, you know, our, the, the time sets for the pitcher are a little slower. Now we're still a little more bad. We still more bags than we've stolen in a while last year. Like some of those kind of things, too, right? Where it's just, um, it's, uh, the game's ever evolving, right? And so it's, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know we're, we're nearing the end here. Uh, I know we'd be remiss if we didn't dive into the logo on top of your hat a little bit and talk some some 643. I think 93% of our conversations have been around 643 the last few years. And, yeah. and you kicked it back to when you came back in 18. And uh, I was just thinking about this this morning of of being at our field on our campus. It was the, the David Padilla Tournament Memorial. Yeah. And you were there with with your boys to set up a table to help fundraise some money, just giving back, getting back in the community. And and I remember you in the in the southern accent talking about this new idea you had for uh, six four three and, and charts. We're gonna do this and that. And, and you know, as a coach, we get hit up in the college level by everyone's new grandest idea. And it's like, okay, another guy with a with a charting service and and this and that. And and now you're featured on uh, you know the College World Series and being quoted and all that. Um, it's been awesome and, and we're, we're so grateful to be a part of, of that family, that community. And it's been a, a huge help for us and the work we've done, not only for some of our shift work and some of the information we've done now, but, you know, adding synergy last year and, and some of that approach driven stuff, you know, we, we, we get a little bit more than the, the high school breaking ball, um, at the college level, you get three, four pitches. You have to be a little bit more specific with your training and whatnot. So adding those visuals and the stuff that you've done there has been, been a huge help to, to some of the work that we've done. And I know guys eat it up and, and helping organizing our, our display of information to guys in a way that's meaningful and, and not blocky and, and, and overwhelming. But um, yeah, talk about that process from shoot. It's been five years and, and look at where you're at now, but talk about that process through six, four, three and, and what you guys are up to now. Yeah, it's been, it's, 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 uh, I, I, uh, I, when we started this thing, I would never imagine it would be where it's at now. Um, you know, literally this idea, um, on our way to Tallahassee for the regional, um, I'd use some services that were our competitors when we first jumped in the market. I was jaded on some things and I, I was kind of doing a lot of the work combing through play by plays and box scores and video, like doing everything myself to build out these pretty comprehensive scouting reports. And, you go to regional, you, it's a pretty quick turnaround. Like you're like you're on a bus, you're at like in, you're preparing for three teams, and it was, um, I'm you know scrambling trying to get prepared, and and uh, I mean this could be done better. And uh, uh, Coach Braga, uh, his dad Larry Braga, Coach B was the director of ops, and we're pat, pat him on the shoulder. I'm like, man, this could be done like so much better. Like, you know, and I remember just like talking through this like these concepts. I literally grabbed my phone, and I called Rick Alf. Um, Rick Alf is our uh, co-founder and our CTO. Rick played for me at Timberline. Um, he was our valedictorian um, at Timberline. Uh, played shortstop for us. Tough, gritty kid, but like crazy brilliant, right? Like um, just fin- just graduated uh, aeronautical engineering uh, master's degree from Arizona State. Smartest person I knew. And I called him. And I said, hey, like, you know, what are you doing? He's like, just graduate. I'm like interviewing for like missile like companies. Like he's like all this crazy stuff, right? Boeing and this, that, and the other. And some of these I can't tell you about. Like it's right. I mean, uh, and 
hey, well, the, you know, these companies are just pulling in play-by-plays and box scores and they're turning around these reports and it's, you know, it could be done a lot better. And I'm getting out of coaching and I don't know, like, I'll call you in a week, you know, like, look at it, like, talk, you know, whatever. And, um, and then I, you know, I have a 40 hour drive from, you know, from Tennessee out to, you know, Olympia a few days later after we got back. And I probably spent about half of that on the phone with Rick and, uh, talking through this. And he's like, Man, I think this could be like, I could do this. Like, I think I write the code for all this and do all this. And, um, called, um, uh, Tim Kuhn, who kid, I play, a guy, a guy I played T-ball with, grew up with, um, CPA business dude. And, like, hey, I'm starting a company. Like, I have no idea how to run it. Like, what, like, how do I do this? Like, what is it? What kind of, like, how's this thing form? Like, how's this work? And he gives me some advice and, and he asked some questions about his baseball guy and asked some questions about it. And he called me the next day. He's like, hey, if you're interested, I think I'd like to be a part of it. If you're going to start something up, I think I can help out. And, and so, um, you know, we, we kind of had the three aspects of, of the, of a, a baseball software business. We kind of had all three, you know, kind of branches taken care of. And, um, and that's kind of how we started. And Rick was between college and starting his career at Boeing. Um, and he literally spent 16 hours a day, like for seven days a week for three months, like, like writing the code for this stuff and, and building out the, the foundation for what we've built. Um, and, uh, and that's how we started in 2018 was our first year. And I'm doing this like first year back in the classroom, I was teaching. First year back, the head high school baseball coach, and I start this company that I had no idea, right? And it's like, I mean, I got like, like big time, to, like coaches like calling me in the middle of like my science class, and I'm like stepping outside to take these calls. Like it was wild, like crazy. And uh, that first year, we served just Division One baseball and supported 75 programs, which is 25% of Division One baseball. Um, that second year. Um, uh, Rick, uh, um, Rick left Boeing and, and I left teaching and, and we kind of went after, we kind of went full out of steam at it, um, expanded to D2 and D3 baseball as well as Division One softball, uh, supported 300 plus programs with kind of those, that, that traditional service that we started with. Um, 2020, we expanded to all levels of NCAA baseball and softball and, and we're supporting 500 plus programs heading, you know, before the you know, COVID shortened year. And, uh, since that, we have, we, we've never supported less than 500 programs since then. Um, you know, obviously, as we <clears throat> have continued to, you know, you just, it's kind of this coaching approach where it's like, all right, like, like, where can we get better? You know, how do we keep moving things forward? And, okay, like, do we need to, we need to build a better team? Like, we need to add some team members? All right, well, you know, who's some, you know, and then, you know, the first, the first guy that came on was Ryan Flick. Who look up some of his numbers? I think he had 15, 18 home runs back to back years at Tennessee Tech for us. Engineer, he's been with us since day one in the part time role. Um, a couple of years ago, we added Luke Smiles to our team, a brilliant young man, um, uh, as a lead data analyst and and um, uh, crazy talented. Uh, Natalie Hansen, Forrest Allen, Megan Alf, Greg Hunter. We have we have a team of ten. You know, uh, we just hired Beth Mullins as our softball product owner. I uh, spent 10 plus years as a division one head, head softball coach, uh, is leading our softball products moving forward. And, um, and we just continue to try to, um, uh, you know, add to our team and, 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 uh, and surround ourselves with, with people that, you know, fit into our culture. And we're a bunch of former athletes that just like, like, let's work, like don't mind working hard and, and, uh, and are passionate about what we do. And our, you know, so the beauty of it is everyone on our team is, is hyper, hyper competitive. Right. 
And so you get into stuff where like, like this is competitive market, like, you know, baseball technology, you know, and I think that competitiveness is what drives us to wake up early, stay up late to do what we need to do to, to make sure that, you know, we keep moving things forward. And, and, uh, um, you know, as Kelly, you, you know, the, the partnerships we've established, um, you know, obviously with, um, with, uh, with ESPN, as you mentioned, and I do on baseball.com, do with softball.com, um, with major league baseball, um, you know, um, you know, our synergy partnership has opened up a whole new, uh, world for us with, with access to all that data and video. And, and, um, it's, uh, it's pretty surreal candidly that, um, that we are where we are. And it's a lot of, you know, I've never ran a company before. It's a lot of figured out, right? Like, all right, like we're heading into this meeting with whatever this, you know, and you got to kind of figure out how you're going to do it. And, you know, you get your first contract from an MLB organization. You're like, all right, like, how do we review this 50 pager? Like, how do we do this? Right. You just kind of, you just kind of figure it out, you know, just grit and resiliency and all that kind of stuff. Well, for the high school group listening, like what, what app, what is applicable from the six, four, three, is there anything on the horizon that, that might be applicable to, to, to the high school coach listening, um, charting, anything like that, that you feel like, uh, could help benefit. Yeah, that's something that we've always been interested in. It's, um, you know, we have a pretty, um, you know, uh, you know, with, you know, supporting NCAA and NAI, you know, baseball and softball and, and, and major league, it just, it's a pretty small network, right? You know, you expand into, um, the high school ranks, things like that. It's a whole nother, uh, you know, uh, beast as far as, you know, how you're going to you know, manage your contacts and relationships and, and scale your applications and all those kind of things. But, um, it's always been something we've been interested in. I, we piloted our pitch tracking app for a few years at the, you know, Olympia, um, um, in some of our offices and stuff and, and inner squads and those kind of things. And, um, we'll actually, we're getting a couple of cameras installed at Olympia. We'll actually use synergy this year. Um, and so we'll, we'll go through that process and then we'll use six, four, three interface to interact with the, the synergy uh, data and video. So that's kind of, uh, kind of, we're exploring that along with our partners, over at Synergy and trying to understand what the high school market could look like for that and um, have a really cool partnership with a company called Go Route with, uh, you know, the new uh, capabilities to, um, you know, the electronic devices, you know, and uh, Go Route is a, uh, it's a pitch calling system, offensive plays, all that kind of stuff where, you know, you send in everything from a, from a, a applicant, from a iPad or whatever to a, to a catcher's device, pitcher's device, whoever it might be, you know, fastball three zone, you know, bunt, you know, whatever it might, you know, the, whatever this, the, the, you set it all up. And um, the beauty of our integration with them is you're actually be able to send in, you know, spray charts and the co- college programs will be able to send in spray charts and, and heat maps and other visualizations straight to their device, um, things like that. So, um, uh, but that's, that's a tool that could be used right now by, by high school program. So I think, I think that's naturally like at some point that's a direction that we know we're we got to figure out how to how to go it's just a matter of understanding what that you know building infrastructure what that looks and feels like well coach this has been beyond awesome thank you so much for taking an hour or so out of your night tonight to come on and, and talk some shop with us as a this was a great way to start this season four that's for sure <laughs> no, i appreciate the invite and hopefully you guys can Work those editing uh, skills and, and get this thing cleaned up and and, uh, and ready to, to, go, to go out on the air. Man. So, well, I appreciate it, guys. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to seeing you on the road here. And Jason and Kelly and I will be right back to wrap this thing up.
Awesome. Thank you. Now, entering from the bullpen. Well, would you look at that? We got all sorts of fun things now. Season four is here. It's crazy. Um, that was a uh, that was cool. That was a lot of fun uh, talking shop with Coach Walden there from Olympia High School, and and uh, I know that we talked about this being the season of the nuts and bolts, right? And and he did dive into a lot, and it was fun. It was cool. There was it was really getting into the game of baseball, and I think Jason is going to start this banter, yeah. of the fungo banter. Yeah, absolutely. To kind of dive into that nuts and bolts and kind of digest this a little bit, right? We've kind of been chewing on this for the last hour and 20-some-odd minutes, but it was a great conversation with Coach Weldon. And, you guys, one thing that he really stuck out to me is the intent, right? When you think about intent, um, it's the plan of action, right? And I think there's a lot of us coaches out there that, you know, the the mechanics aspect is extremely important. Don't get me wrong, but I think that we can almost over overcoach our kids. Um, what I mean by that, you got one particular hitter that has one particular stance to another, and we all want them being kind of, I say, robots in a way. And you know, we're, we're not ultimately created that way. Um, we're definitely created differently. We we have different types of muscle structure and skeleton structure. And so we're, we're all going to have react to a, a pitch differently, especially with a bat in hand. And so uh, I think guys is that it's extremely important that, you know, as coaches and if, as we, you know, pick things from each other and as we learn, because that's really what coaching is about, right? I mean, we, we learn from each other's um, great information, you know, from our clinics to this podcast, but basically, uh, taking that in, you know, and not trying to, to overcoach it, you know, and, and trying to explain the, the intent of, of a game plan um, is extremely important. I think in the high school aspect, um, Kelly, you may see this a little less than in, in the college, but in high school, a lot of kids, just, especially at that freshman, sophomore, or junior age, is that they're still trying to understand those kind of um, basically verbiage you know, type words and, and, you know, and showing that is, is comes from a lot of this junior and senior leadership. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's important that we, we do that and, and continue to work on those areas um, with their players and, and not try to be that, that guy to overcoach um, our team. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, feeding off that and how much they pressure, put pressure on their guys. What was the saying? Practices the jungle, right? Games of the zoo is that what he yeah. said? And yeah. how absolutely, yeah. Having that kind of intent, and then with your drills, I mean, it's a competition. It's time to compete and get after it. And not everybody's going to hold your hand through this situation. And you got to find a way to hit that. You know, in their situation, the dude who'll probably be a D one arm, right? Throwing whatever it is, and you got to go O two with the game on the line. You got to figure it out. And I, and I love that. And I think it's simplifying the game in a way that uh, teaches people a lot of just trying to compete your butt off and then giving them the tools that Kelly's talked about a lot of times with infielders, right? We're giving you all the tools for you to go and figure it out and go make the play. Yeah, and I think I think what, what he does best there and I think that the best coaches do – where they're at is is have conviction conviction in their work, right? Like this is the plan. This is going to work. Um, if 
find a way to get it done, right? And and it might be wrong, right? It might not be the 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 cutting edge technology or drill or way of doing things, but it's amazing when when guys are bought in how much more successful they can be when they're toe in the water, unsure of what's going on, right? And and I think he's mm-hmm. very convicted in what he teaches and um, the, the the way about their business and and their 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 culture and how they build it and they feel like that's going to work and that's what's going to lead them to be successful. There's no there's no magic tricks. There's no special drills. There's no you have to do it this way or that way. It's hey f- buy in. Let your let your tool stand out and 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 be successful in that way. And and they've had some really good players through there. Um, he had a great run of talent lately. And um, and two, he's 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 hands off. We didn't talk about it much. He's hands off in the summer with with what he does. He lets his guys go out and play for other organizations. And I know you guys are both the same way as well. Um, mm-hmm. But lets guys go out and do their thing in the summer and and maybe spend some time in the jungle, right? And then come back and. And, and and drill things out in the zoo to get them getting ready for the high school season. So, um, yeah, he's he's not a an overbearing person. He's not someone that guys are f- afraid of of going to and and talking to our current player quite a bit. You know, I mean, those guys are infatuated with what happened there, and and they embrace that leadership aspect of once they're seniors to be able to be the leaders that that uh, you know drive the charge for guys coming into whether it's the weights or the hitting extra time that kind of stuff guys are bought in within the system um and we didn't get a chance to to ask it but i know you guys do this too and 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 we as well but leaning on your seniors to be the ones that do a lot of the teaching right if if we're doing a lot of reps and a lot of stuff there um if you got a line of four guys at shortstop or at every infield position we're doing mass ground balls rather than stopping things and teach to one guy allow your upperclassmen that know the system to be the ones that are teaching in that moment um, to allow things to continue to move forward. Um, I love the rep-based stuff that he talks about to, to try to get as many reps as possible um, because I think we're all really guilty of wanting to teach and overcoach and really try to correct things at times, but um, allow guys to figure it out on their own um, because you talk about in the game standpoint, want them to go out and play, like they're going to have to figure things out on their own, right? And if if they're always looking for that, pat on the back or that um, reassurance like they're going to be looking for that in a game environment now if it's competitive and and just trying to go out and compete and get the job done like they get in the game environment i'm just trying to execute the job and getting my job done rather than looking for someone else to give me that affirmation or, or or you know message that i'm doing things right so i love that environment and and i know you guys are really limited in time and what you're able to do and i think it's a great model to go off of when when you're instructing to, to be really rep based and let guys kind of figure things out on their own. And, and I think you could get a lot more growth and learning when, um, you know, it happens from yourself and not from someone else kind of helping you along the way. So that was great to hear and kind of reassurance of some of the work that we do. Yeah. Kelly, to kind of spin off that real quick, I think that's extremely important on the high school, like you're saying for us coaches in preparation for you college coaches, you know, because when those guys hit those programs, you know, you guys are, you're competing. It's about the wins. It's about the W's. And so if, if high school coaches can really intently and listen to the words that were kind of spoken here tonight and really apply that to their program, ideally we want to make your job right, Kelly. I mean, as college coaches, 
um, a little a little easier, right? And that's kind of our our job. I mean, you're right. We do we only get you know Eric what two hours yeah. a day, and you know part of it feels like it's ninety minutes really because it it's kind of like you know herding the sheep at times and knowing that, you know maybe whatever the day the situation mm-hmm. is. You know they are high school kids and. You know that they, they you do want to have a great and fun experience, but it is uh, important that you come in and, and attack that that day with good intentions. Absolutely. Well, thank you to our sponsor, Safeguard and Devo Bats, for being a part of the Fungo Banner family. Still, and go check them out, DevoBats.com. There's some good stuff out there. There'll be a lot more coming for that for the rest of the season from those guys, and there'll be lots of fun stuff given away. I know Jason had the pen. For the red lineups from the fungal banner, of course, right? And then they also had the old uh, koozie. So we'll see if we can give some of those away here in a little bit. And I'm fired up to be back. There she is. Yep. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's worth the time to go to YouTube and check out Kelly's cat. It's it's going to be a highlight of the season just all year round, <laughs> even the TikTok. Go follow us on Twitter. I guess it's called X now. The Binks is hot. The Binks is hot. Yeah, that's right. Go to our Facebook page, follow us there, and and TikTok, we're on there. We're TikTokers, so that'll be fun. Um, guys, got anything else you want to say before we uh, press this fun little ending button here? Great start. A lot to go. Dang right. Well, job. Well, good job, guys. Starting off with a bang. We'll be back in a week or so. I don't know. Pretty soon for another episode. Pacific Northwest Fungal Banner is a part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. You can also watch our podcast on YouTube. To find us, just search Pacific Northwest Fungal Banner. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Devo Bats and Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities.